Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. These ended up longer than I expected. Topics today are lumber inflation, Democrats fleeing Texas, anti-vax in Tennessee, RCV in Michigan, and basic income in Rhode Island. Let's get to it. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of Humanity First and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Lumber prices have been rising since the onset of pandemic lockdowns, spiking particularly hard this year. They've been one of the chief commodities pointed to by inflation hawks. Well, since mid-May, that spike in lumber has entirely reversed, felled like, well, a tree, proving that it was indeed only a temporary increase from pent-up demand, not sustained inflation from federal spending. Naturally, I couldn't let this myth fall without anyone hearing of it. All those with building projects on hold, you are free to go. In the continuing clown show that is American politics, more than 50 House Democrats have now flown from Texas to D.C. in order to prevent the passage of the GOP's newest voter suppression package by denying the minimum number of lawmakers needed to conduct business. In response, Republicans voted to send law enforcement after the fugitive Democrats. Specifically, they passed a motion asking the sergeant-at-arms or officers appointed to him to send for all absentees under warrant of arrest if necessary. The only flaw in that brilliant plan being that Texas law enforcement obviously have no jurisdiction in D.C. Texas Rangers don't range that far. Perhaps if one of them was a one-armed man. To follow that futile gesture, Representative Tony Tenderholt, what a name, then moved to strip the absent Democrats of their committee leadership posts, which was also pointless because committee chairs can't be removed without the quorum that Democrats have denied. Good to know even legislators don't understand their own rules. Apparently, it's about more than the election laws because the House Democrat Caucus chairman said any negotiations for Democrats returning would have to begin with the governor reversing a veto on funding for the House, which Democrats are challenging in court. Do you ever think that humanity might be like an alien soap opera, like a tragic comedy, a spoof on evolution, maybe just a really long bad joke? For the record, this shouldn't happen. As much as I share the sentiment over the voter suppression bill, I don't support the ability to shut down the legislative branch this way any more than I do with the filibuster. While we're down south, mark up another win for the anti-vax disinformation cult. The Tennessee Department of Health has circulated plans to halt all vaccine outreach efforts to teens for all vaccines following pressure from GOP legislators. The health department will no longer send postcards or notices reminding teens to get their second dose of COVID vaccine, conduct proactive outreach regarding routine vaccines or the HPV vaccine, use schools as vaccination sites, or perform pre-planning for flu shots at schools. They also fired former top vaccine official Dr. Michelle Fiscus without explanation. Fiscus said she was scapegoated to appease anti-vax lawmakers who had described routine vaccine outreach as reprehensible. The DOH began backing off vaccine outreach following a legislative hearing in June where several Republican state lawmakers accused the agency of attempting to circumvent parents and peer pressure minors to be vaccinated, the thing every parent most dreads for their child. They then floated the threat of dissolving the entire health department to stop vaccine advertisements. Seems reasonable. 
In many rural Tennessee counties, school gyms are one of the few venues large enough to hold a vaccination event indoors with air conditioning. All this as COVID is making a comeback in Tennessee, which lags most of the nation in vaccination. The average number of new cases per day has more than doubled in the past two weeks, from 177 to 418, and the average test positivity rate has jumped from 2.2 to 5.4 percent. I can't say whether these GOP legislators actually believe false facts about the safety of vaccines or whether they are doing this purely to win votes from the people who do, but I can say that they are endangering lives and endorsing deadly conspiracy theories. Again, may as well be the party motto at this point. Good news for Michigan's capital, you will soon have a shot at ranked choice voting. Lansing City Council just voted to put an RCV referendum on the ballot, so make sure to vote for better voting in November. Finally, the city of Providence, Rhode Island, has announced the details of their basic income pilot. 110 residents will receive $500 a month for one year, beginning mid-October. It is means-tested at 200% of the federal poverty line, meaning $26,000 for a single person or $53,000 per household of four. It will not conflict with other welfare. Approximately 130 applicants who are not chosen to receive the basic income will become part of a control group and receive a stipend for participating in surveys, focus groups, and interviews. Participants will be chosen by lottery. Funding will be entirely from private donations, including 500 grand from our old pal, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. A number of nonprofits will assist with the outreach. Applications will be collected from August 15th to 21st, online or by mail. Toss a thanks to Mayor Olorza and the City Council for supporting basic income. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the anti-vax thread, the RCV referendum, and the Providence basic income. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.